All right. Well, good morning. Today we begin a new series uh, that we're calling, say what? Uh, And then the tagline is, what it says that Jesus says what he says. That's just me being, trying to be clever. It's really just talking about things that Jesus said. Uh, But, you know, I didn't want it to just say, say what right in the middle. So I thought, oh, let's add that too. Well, let's think about some of these things, like, for instance, we're going to talk about today, like, love your enemies. What, these, there's things that Jesus said that I find, like, deeply interesting. Uh, one of them is love your enemies. Uh, the next one would be that there's no marriage in heaven. Uh, that, that we're going to talk about that. I find that, that very interesting. Or that if someone isn't against Jesus, that they're almost by default for Jesus. Uh, that, that is kind of antithetical to, to the way that some people... Think, or what did Jesus mean when he said that suddenly one person was going to be gone from the field and the other one would still be there? What, what? Say what? <laughs> and so I think these are valuable things to talk about, and they don't always fit, like, into another series. So it's like, let's just lump all these together as things that we can just uh, talk about here for, for a handful of weeks as we're actually, which is crazy, is like we're moving towards the summer. And so uh, everyone buckle, buckle up for that. Um, and, and I'll just say, in nine years, most of these verses have been, I, have been referenced, but they've never gotten their own sermon. And so I'm looking uh, forward to doing that. So if you open your book to Luke chapter 6, your Bibles to Luke chapter 6, we're going to start, uh, we're going to do verses 27 to 31. If you don't have a Bible, we have uh, free Bibles out on the bookshelf in the lobby. Feel free to grab one of those on your way home. Or just download uh, one of the digital ones from any of the digital app stores. We're going to be in Luke. It goes Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. Uh, that's the neighborhood that it's in. It's in what's called the New Testament or what some people call the Second Testament. And we have a tradition of giving the scripture just our full attention when we read it as part of the message. One of the ways we do that is by standing together. Uh, if you would like to do that, you can join me in doing that now. Otherwise, give your attention to the scriptures while you sit. We're going to be in Luke Chapter 6, 27 to 31 says this, But to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to them the other. Also, if someone takes your coat, do not hold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks you, and if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. Let us pray. God of every tribe, every tongue, every color, nation, we thank you for the scriptures that we still have them, that they have persisted throughout the millennia. I pray that today, whatever you have to teach us, I pray that it would stick, that it would become a part of the framework of our faith, that our faith would become stronger, that we would... Be more like your son, Jesus. Amen. Thanks, y'all. You can have a seat. So the first thing in this passage that I want to point out is is something that's almost treated like a throwaway statement. Uh, If you've been here long enough, you've probably heard me say things like, all right, okay, so now, or sometimes I'll even go, so listen. You know, there's, there's these little things that you put into, and I always have them written down. Those aren't like my verbal tics. Those are the things that I say to indicate that 
something else is about to be said that's important to hear. And this thing, it often gets treated like, oh, it's just something that, that Jesus said just to get their attention. But it's, it's even deeper than that because the first thing Jesus says is to you who are listening, Jesus is recognizing that not everyone, not only did he not have everyone's attention, but not everyone actually that, that hears is actually listening. I'm guessing most of us know exactly how this feels, right? How many times have we said something uh, and wondered, did they really understand what I said? Is anything actually going to change? Jesus knows what this is like. The word that, that Luke uses here for listening means attentively listening or submitting to what you hear or obeying what you heard. Jesus is saying to those who are ready to put what I say into practice, listen up. It's the kind of thing that would cause people on the outer edge to go say, what? What, what did he just say? And then he says it. Love your enemies. Even religious people had been, had been taught to have some level of kindness or just to avoid your enemies. But to love your enemies, um, it's not for everybody, and I didn't put this in the notes, uh, it's not for everybody, but the movie Everywhere, uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, it, it was, I, I thought it was fantastic. It, it won a whole bunch of Oscars. It really helped my sheet of picks that I had because I just picked it for everything. And there's, there's, this, there's this thing in it where you can actually get the skills of one of your parallel persons in, in one of these other universes if you do some odd thing. And in this, in this case, she had to say I love you to her enemy that was attacking her at the moment. And so she's running around and she keeps going, I love you. I love you. And she does it, it doesn't work, and it doesn't work, and it doesn't work. And then there's this moment where she's about to get kneed right in the face, and she looks at her deep in her eyes as she's flying towards her with a knee kick, and she goes, I love you. <laughs> and it happens. And she gets the skill that she needs to move on. So that's just free. It wasn't in the notes. <laughs> but other than the obvious, when Jesus tells us to love our enemies, what is he talking about? What does he mean? What is he saying? I'd boil it down like this. God expects more of us than we should expect of our enemies. God expects more of us than we should expect from them. He says, love them, do good to them, bless them, pray for them. A handful of people in, their, in the room right now have been going, no, no. No, no. And this can feel jarring for some of us because we don't assume that any of our enemies or people that we would classify that way are going to do any of these things for us. Our natural bent is to behave toward our enemies like our enemies. How many times have you heard or even said yourself, well, they started it. Well, they did it first. But Jesus isn't asking us to be like our enemies. He's asking us to be like him. It's a sign of maturity and Christ-like character when we finally stop trying to excuse our behavior by saying that they started it. Well, I'm just doing what they did. Because we follow the likeness of Jesus, not the actions of our enemies. So what is the more that he expects from us? 
Jesus says in verse 29, if someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to them the other also. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Now, before I get into this, just let me interject up front. Jesus saying turn the other cheek doesn't mean that if someone hits you today, if someone is abusing you, that you're just supposed to go back for more tomorrow, okay? Jesus isn't encouraging us into an abusive relationship. And so what is he saying? Well, this could be just about someone punching you. Honestly, the word for cheek also means jaw. And so some commentaries say that they, they think that he's saying if someone actually punches you, but there seems to also be a clever implication in how Jesus says this, particularly if you read this verse in the book of Matthew. Matthew tells it like this, if someone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them your left cheek also. And so some theologians say that the implication is that if someone slaps you with their strong hand in order to hit you on your right cheek, they would have had to backhand you. So they don't even think you're important enough to slap you with the palm of their hand. Not only are they injuring you, but they're adding insult to injury. But regardless, whether this is a punch, whether this is a slap, Jesus is saying the response from us isn't to injure or insult in return. I am what you would call a theoretical pacifist, which means that I think I'm a pacifist, but it's been a long time since I've been punched in the face. <laughs> well, and then Jesus mentions coats and shirts. And if I remember correctly, uh, in first century Palestine, men would wear two layers, an outer robe and an undergarment. This would just be my little plug for the idea that it's just funny to me anytime we start some culture war about what people wear because everyone used to just wear dresses. <laughs> just everyone wore the same thing. And if you ran out of money, an outer robe might be the last thing that you had of value. And someone could sue you for that. Someone could sue you for your coat. Part of that culture might be that if you owed someone something that you had to give them, your outer cloak all day, but they had to give it back at night so that you could sleep and be warm at night. So Someone could take something from you, sue you for something, unjustly take something from you, but they were not meant to leave you naked. The only thing of value you have left after that is the shirt on your back. Jesus is actually saying, be ready to give even more. Why? Because when we don't hit back, when we don't insult, return, when we give more than asked, it doesn't just say something about our character. It says something about who we believe in. It says something about who we trust in. <clears throat> Right, so just last week, we were reminded that when they crowned Jesus with a crown of thorns and they slapped him, and they spit on him, that Jesus didn't hit them back. When they stripped him of his clothes, that he didn't demand they clothe him. Instead, he gave everything that was underneath as well. 
listen, because of who he trusted in. We are meant to act this way because we trust in Jesus. He acted this way because he trusted his Father. It's not easy to be like Jesus. (laughs) It's not easy to read verse 30 and hear Jesus say, Give to everyone who asks you, and if anyone takes what belongs to you, don't demand it back. But we could ask, if someone takes something from me, doesn't God still have what I need? Is God the God that supplies all my needs except for what's stolen from me? Or is God the God that supplies all of my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus? If I am really like Jesus, can I be taken advantage of? Can someone steal from me what I'm willing to give away? Right? Jesus' life was not taken, it was given. I think one of the fears that we have about all of this, and you know, I, I, sometimes I'd like to say, oh, this is one of our modern, one of our Western, modern mindset fears, but Jesus is saying this to a people that felt this same thing, this fear of being taken advantage of, this fear that if we really do this, if we embody what Jesus is saying, doesn't that just mean that we're a bunch of pushovers? I don't know. Maybe. I just think that if if someone steals something from me, that if someone insults me, that God has a thousand ways to provide what I need. And I've seen it. I've seen it happen a thousand times in community. I think of all the times that this church has given above and beyond and provided for people that were in need, that were on the verge of, culturally speaking, their cloak being taken too. Or someone that had something stolen. I remember years ago when Liam was still in the hospital and we were out of town, someone stole our kids' bikes right from our front yard. But then people provided and replaced them. Something about community where we provide for each other, we cover each other, we step in for each other. There's this beautiful dynamic in Christianity where maybe I don't defend myself. If you slap me, I will turn the other cheek. But if you slap my sister, I become her other cheek. You may not have to defend yourself, but someone else will. You may not have to get hit twice, but someone else will stand up and take it for you. Many years ago, a female friend told me that her husband was hitting her. And so we helped her get out of the house. And then I paid him a visit. And I said to him, if you need someone to hit, you can hit me. And for a minute I thought he was going to, 
until he just wept in my arms. So what does it say that Jesus said what he said? We don't know if Gandhi really said that an eye for an eye leaves the whole world blind. But I believe that 2,000 years ago, Jesus said, turn the other cheek. Bless those that curse you. Pray for those that persecute you. Do good to those who wrong you. Because we're not meant to be like our enemies. We're not meant to be like the abusers of this world. We are meant to be like Jesus, stepping in, taking the hits that someone else might receive, giving what we might like to keep, and believing that we can trust in him the same way that he trusted in his Father. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Jesus, love our enemies is not an easy one. Jesus, if we read the Gospels, it feels like you were being slighted constantly. Pray that your spirit would just work work their way into our hearts. Give us the confidence of who you say that we are. We might not always need to say something back. Help us find ourselves in community that when we feel we may have been taken advantage of, that we have brothers and sisters, family, that steps in and helps carry that burden. Remind us every day to be like you instead of just the people that we would think are our enemies, but must be like you instead of the people that think they are our enemies. So that we can do unto others as we would have them do unto us. Amen. Amen.